When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Summer Breakfast with Sam Edmund and Simon O'Donnell. Oh, well, that's... I'm going to say it. I think that's a bit ridiculous, yep. to be honest. We, we started this game hoping that the wicket was going to play better than we thought and better than it looked. But that one there is... I mean, that is... If that's straight, I don't care. Everyone's saying, oh, look, it doesn't look dangerous. If this is straight, where is this going to go? Straight up under your grill. There you go. That was Ricky Ponting, Channel 7 commentary box down at GMHBA Stadium last night, as you would expect, on it like a flash. A lot of texts coming through on this subject. Uh, Scoob, we've had our say. And I'll tell you, though, Bryce McGaney's often, very often, the voice voice of reason. Yeah, the voice of reason. In situations such as these. He was there for SEN, of course. Uh, This is the Renegade Scorchers match. It was abandoned at 6.5 overs in after the pitch was deemed too dangerous and not fit for play. Bryce, good morning to you. Appreciate your time the, the morning after. G'day, Sam. G'day, Scoob. Yeah, look, it was um, a disappointing end. Uh, in terms of the cricket side of things, the Renegades and the Scorchers, there's a couple of heavyweight title fights there. That, that the Renegades have pulled together a really nice squad, and uh, I gave them every chance to knock off the Scorchers last night, given the, the extra travel and the down-the-highway type of situation. But... Uh, Alas, um, the pitch won the day. So I'll ask you the same question I asked Scoob, and and Michael Vaughan was outspoken on this on Fox. I'm not sure if you heard, but are we to shrug our shoulders in moments like this and say, Bryce, well, it's unfortunate, but these things happen? Or in 2023, is it just not good enough for a professional tournament that this should be allowed to happen? Yeah, look, it's certainly not good enough. it would have they would have been able to get a full game in last night, um, no question. Um, except the the water had got under the covers. Now I'm not here to bring outrage, as you said, I'm a voice of reason. Um, but I can only imagine the the curators when they've at the time that they've peeled back the covers, the situation that they were in, they, they, all the blood would have drained out of their face and just gone, oh no, oh no, what are we going to do here? Like we we cannot get this back. And they did everything they could, as I said. Uh, and you played the clip a little earlier. There's a leaf blower out there, and they, they tried everything. But I guess to prevent it, what I did see now, they may have taken a, a giant cover away. And generally, they use a big cover, like they do at the MCG, and everyone's been there and seen that. And cricket around the world, to be perfectly honest, you were mentioning Lords, and they cover the whole square because there's lots of different cricket wickets. And if they get wet, it becomes way too slippery, and you know, play will be abandoned. But they just had a little cover there that probably covered the width of the pitch and then maybe another half on each side. At the most, maybe a three-wicket cover, if that makes some sense. So it didn't kind of have a width that, that supported all around the wicket because it was a single drop-in wicket. This is the only game to be played at GMHBA. So it didn't look like the surrounds were covered enough for, for the mm. heavy rain. Now, they may have taken that cover away. It didn't exist on the boundary line. It didn't exist anywhere that I could see but it just looked like it was just a little underprepared for the weather that was coming. Bryce, I, I, I suppose that the tough thing is when we see a, a match like this and people have been inconvenienced, they've travelled long distances, etc. and this can happen anywhere in the world, that 
Is it time we look at, you know, uh, um, uh, facilities that are uniform around the world? You know, so covers have to cover X amount of area or you can't play a first-class game at that ground. Yeah, there's certainly some guidelines, um, even at Premier Cricket in Victoria. You know, the, the rain comes in, we're well aware of it. And I've come across these situations so often, that's why it was so clear to me how the wicket was going to play and what was going to happen, because I've seen it so many times, as if you, Scoob, you've been all around all the grounds and you know how it happens. But um, look, I think each individual area needs to know their weather patterns. Um, at Lords, because their showers just to come in all the time, that's the England weather, the England summer, they need to get those covers on as quick as they can. So they've invested in a hovercraft that gets out there quick, covers the pitch, and then they start covering the rest of it. Um, that's how it works at Lords. So it might be a bit extravagant for uh, Australian conditions, but um, it, look, certainly covering the surrounds would have been a bit smarter than just maybe the wicket, but I, I stand to be corrected on that. I do know that Cricket Australia are going to do an investigation as to what's happening. I did see the match referee out there taking photos of the wicket, um, of the divots in the wicket. So that was Kent Hannum. He was the match referee. He was out there taking photos, like you would if you went to an away game and uh, the pitch was underprepared and the captain's out there taking photos at club cricket. You'd see exactly the same thing. So that's what's happening. Um, Look, it... It's disappointing for the competition, particularly it's the last thing they needed. They had a washout in Adelaide and then, you know, you can't get on the ground. The overheads are okay. Um, and then, unfortunately, you just couldn't get on the game, uh, get on with the game. It's on the back of also the uh, the Prime Minister's 11 match being, being washed out between the PM's 11 and Pakistan. Bryce, just um, was there any attention given to the... Um, direct edge of the pitch last night or was that given the the all, the all clear because that that also appeared to me as if it was sort of turf that had been laid late to um, um, blend in the pitch to the outfield and that hadn't looked to me as if it, that hadn't settled at all either yeah fair observation it was new turf um, now I, I don't know whether I'll, uh, you know I was pretty close to the wicket actually right out there walking on that little bit um, it seemed dry enough. Um, it, it was Cooper Connolly, the, the batter, who went to slide his bat on, on the side. And, you know, that's really a rookie error. You'll do that once in your career when you try and slide the bat in the turf next to a dropping wicket. Mm. Um, he got catapulted over the top like a um, pole vaulter. Um, and, and, you know, should there been a throw, we've seen it a few times in rough conditions where the bat doesn't slide. So he'll slide his bat on the wicket next time at a dropping wicket, I can guarantee you that. But um, it, it, it was okay. That was okay. But clearly... Uh, because I think that's a real sand base. So it drew, you know, the, the moisture away. But the, the cricket wicket itself, um, it, it certainly had this run of water and it ran across, straight across the pitch on that good length. So, um, yeah, look, the, the surrounds were okay without being ideal. The outfield was absolutely pristine and was outstanding. I did like this text from Steve, though, uh, Bryce. They should be congratulated, however, for making sure there were no leaves on the pitch. So plenty of people having a laugh. But it's been a, a fair old roller coaster of a season already, hasn't it? So we're four games in. We've had uh, a washout, an abandonment, and a blowout. It's not, it's not what you want on a shortened season. Um, of course, it's not um, home and away for every team now. Um, it's shortened. So the last thing you could do is, uh, yeah, be missing out on the, yeah. the limited amount of cricket there is in the Big Bash. But, look, there's still plenty to come. And, uh, you know, I guess in, in looking forward, uh, there's some exciting games, you know, but not a, 
not in the least tonight, the Hurricanes kick off at, uh, at Launceston. Yep, and some concerns of the game at Marnica tomorrow for similar reasons. The covers blew off there in that electrical storm on Friday night up in Canberra as well. So they've got some work to do on that wicket. Uh, just clear something up for us as well, Bryce, because Scoob and I have been talking about this over time. There's probably not an answer, but I wonder what your thoughts are on it. The fact that some test players are obviously allowed to play um, in this tournament, but but not others. Is there work to be done in this space when it comes to the availability of players in this, you know, man management and, and resting era that we find ourselves in? Um, look, it's a difficult one. I think it lies in the communication. Um, and I think when fans hear, oh, they've been rested or managed, um, rather than exactly what is happening, I think if you heard that Adam Zampa, look, he, he's actually um, exhausted. He's exhausted. Now, I'm not saying he was or he's not, and that's from last night's game. And that was a bit of a disappointing one for me that he wasn't going to be playing, but um, not a great impact in the end anyway. But uh, it, it just... Um, I think if we hear what what is happening, um, what they want to do is make sure that the Australian cricket team has the, the players who are fresh. Now, it's supported with considerable data about when players are performing at their best they want these players to play for a long period of time. They want them to be successful. They want them to be at their absolute peak as much as they can. Now, I know that at times it gets exhausting, and particularly test cricket, when you go back-to-back, and um, you're not maybe not always going to be at your best, and Scoob would know this more than most. He played with lots of ailments, and as do all the fast bowlers and all-rounders. But I think they, they want to make sure, because of the depth of Australian cricket, they want to make sure that that team is out there at 100%. I think if they just outline that, that that is what they're wanting to do. You can see Usman Khawaja, and he's spoken publicly about it, like he, he wouldn't have continued. He, he wouldn't have been able to continue um, had he not been able to manage his body and be prepared to be at his best for Australia. And I think that's really where it lies. The Big Bash is a domestic tournament, and I think they're prioritising Australian cricket. I, I can't deny that that's not a bad thing um, for what they're looking to achieve. I think uh, it probably just lies in the communication. It's frustrating when you turn up, like not only the pitch getting mucked up last night, but when a, a gun player like a, um, Adam mm. Zampa, people will come and go and watch him play. Mm. They would want him to um, be out there. Um, it's best to know that earlier, I would have thought. I think someone texted in last night too to say they'd driven four hours from Warrigal and there would have been a lot of other people like that as well for the game. Bryce, we're always really appreciative of you coming on, but I feel like today more than ever before, given... You know, you've forgiven, I think, Scoob over time from um, those days when you were, you were batting for Paran and he encouraged the bowling to perhaps be a little bit shorter than what it initially was from, from the Essendon boys, including his, his young fella, Tom, and brought your undoing ultimately, I think. He did indeed. Um, it was a bit of a nasty uh, strategy, Dad. He was sitting on a deck chair up at Turek Park up the end and uh, they couldn't shoehorn me out that day and I was just blocking away and nudging the ball. And you could see the steam coming out of his ears from uh, from up there. And he did tell his son, he walked around a fine leg and said, this bloke's about 50 or 60 years old. Start bumping him. <laughs> and sure enough, they did. And I'm sort of looking around going, what's this come from? Like they've been bowling 20 overs of nice half volleys I was tapping around. So uh, it certainly changed the complexion of the game. Um, yeah, he's still competitive. He can't oh, put that yeah. competitive streak away, Scoop. Nah, he came out. He said, any danger of getting him in the chin? I mean, for goodness <laughs> yeah. sake, you've just taken the new pill. Do something. Yeah, yeah that's right. The yeah. magnet sucking the ball up to his half. How about pitching a yeah. few in your half? <laughs> I was friendly with them all. and yeah. you know, oh, he was having nicely, a wonderful but... time. He just sucked them all in, Bryce. That was right. Yeah, I know. Trying to take the wind out of this. <laughs>
it was very good, Bryce. Uh, it was handled very well. Bryce, love it, mate. Thanks, thanks for coming on. And great to have a uh, first-hand encounter with someone who was there on the night. Hopefully, first time is also the last time that it happens. Uh, all the very best, mate. And we'll enjoy listening to you throughout the rest of the tournament. Good on you guys. Have a ripper day. Bryce McGain there from SEN, of course. He'll be back in the commentary box. Quick it sticks. Didn't, uh, didn't fly over everyone's head. You're a bit of a humour there either. Come again? Yeah, with the washout and the blowout. Get in- good. I thought it was good humour on your behalf. Get involved on the 40-week tipper text. Yeah, very good. The audio tipper pro tip is most adaptive mattress. It's here. It's a mattress like no other. Nathan Gardner's go at it, wasn't it? got the headlines. <laughs> Shut up. We're going to grab him a cafe coffee.